did you contact us? You contacted us. We were just listening. And there are others? Many others. Live long and prosper. Bad feeling about this. So say we all. This is going to get pretty interesting. Define interesting. Oh God, oh God, we're all going to die? Only try to realize the truth. There is no spoon. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Hey, Miles, we have our first listener feedback episode. Yes, we do. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, we're... The connection to the listeners has definitely gotten stronger this past year. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, hey, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this. We have some good stuff we're going to talk about. Really not a lot of news here. We're just, uh, talking. I guess we have some show news. I guess we can say that. Some show news and listener feedback. So this is our first episode. I don't know how I'm going to title this thing. What should I title it, Miles? Like, listener feedback episode one or like listener feedback episode 75 or 76 or? Yeah, it's a, that's a tough one. I mean, um, this is the first episode. It's just, you know, devoted to uh, uh, listener feedback and our, our back and forth with them. So right, right, and uh, hey, this is for you, the listeners. So hey, you know, we're really glad that you're joining us tonight. And uh, my name is Scott Herzog. In case you're just tuning into this part part of the podcast for the first time, and and I am Miles P. McLaughlin. Yeah, so we we, we regularly host the Sci Fi Diner, as you guys know. In case you're tuning in for the first time, we have a whole other show that is quite different than this. And typically, we do listener feedback in the show. But when we had as much listener feedback as we had in the past week, we said, you know what? That's going to make a really long show and a really front-heavy show. And not to mention, we had tons of Skype hell last night. So it just makes sense that we uh, do this listener feedback episode a little bit separate. And Miles, so Miles, you're drinking green tea. I'm a bit disappointed. Well, I've been drinking green tea for years. It helps uh, It helps wake you up. I'm not disappointed that you're drinking green tea, mind you. I'm just disappointed you're I feel like you're letting Captain Picard down uh, I, I've heard that uh, Earl Grey tea is actually nasty but uh, <laughs> um, I should try it a bit just to, just so I can you know, you know well I did I, I did have a, I did have a cup at lunch so you know it wasn't that bad I mean dumping enough Splenda in anything can make it taste good oh okay I see <laughs> you know it's the, I don't drink a black I'm not a black coffee drinker either you know it's just when I'm at the diner, all I want to drink is something that tons of sugar, tons of cream, and totally healthy for me. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's get into some of our uh, listener feedback here. And I guess I have the first piece. We're going to kind of uh, tag team in this. Miles, we want a contest. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And this is a contest for podcasters, I think. And so if you're a podcaster listening to this episode, check out www.podcastmadness.com is a site. And so I got this in the, uh, in the mail, in the mail, in my email, in the mail, right? The snail mail. It says this. Congratulations. After a grueling summer of listening to podcasts, your, eff- your efforts finally paid off. Your name has been chosen from the summer of podcast contest. You won the following. 
and I want some hoodie from uh, from someone called Meet the Talkers, and I uh, also want some iPod gear. So that's kind of cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And I heard from him, and actually, you know what that resulted in? That res- that resulted in me connecting with uh, something called Stitcher. Are you familiar with Stitcher? No, I'm not. Basically, Stitcher, and I think it might be just an iPhone app. You guys who are listening can correct me if I'm wrong. I know it's on the iPhone, and what it is, it allows you to create a radio station of podcasts that you can just listen to one podcast after the other. You don't have to go download them. And so it kind of kind of streams them, and I and so Stitcher. I've been contacting with them, and I guess the prizes are really coming from Stitcher. And Stitcher said, "Hey, if you guys want to put your podcast on here, you can." And I said, "Hey, sure, why not? Would you be interested in the in two of my other podcasts as well?" So we have uh, three of our podcasts that are going to be on there. So the Sci-Fi Diner, and then Haiti and Focus, and I run a podcast called the Fireside Book Chat. For those of you listening who don't know that I do other podcasts, because I never mention them on the show usually. That's a, that's cool. We get a little more exposure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, talk about exposure. I'm all, we're also – I think we just hit the Zoom marketplace too. So, hey, it's broadening our exposure. So if you mm-hmm. have a Zoom and listening to this, we are now in the Zoom marketplace, which I think is new. I don't know if we – I don't know. We might have been in before, but we're officially in now. I was talking to the guy I guess a week or two ago, and we are now in so I, so I, so I don't know, but yeah. So if you want to check out Stitcher, you can check them out. I, I don't even have the URL. I really should look them up, and uh, shows what sort of terrible show host I am. Well, we'll have to check them out. Absolutely. Uh, this is from JP, who is uh, serving in, uh, our country in Germany, and he says hats off to you. So uh, yeah, thanks, JP. Yeah, I know. He says he enjoys listening to the podcast, and I actually, I think I put the hats off to you, meaning. Hats off to you, JP. <laughs> so, but uh, so, whatever. So, uh, yeah, he's a new listener from Germany, Miles. We have a listener in Germany. That's cool. we have international listeners. Yeah, yeah, we knew that. We have actually some other international news uh, listeners coming up that we're going to talk. I was going to say talk about, but we aren't going to talk about. We're going to talk about what they've been saying. That's a bit better, mm-hmm. isn't it? That, that, that's much better. <laughs> yeah. My, this is this came in from Jay. S, who went to Dragon Con, and he wrote in and said, hey, I want to give you a little bit of review of Dragon Con. So those of you who have heard of Dragon Con and want to find out a little bit from maybe a fan's perspective of it, uh, we know that Kevin Batchelder, of course, was at Dragon Con. And uh, do you follow Kevin on Twitter, Miles? Yes, I do. Yeah, man, tweets aplenty coming out of Dragon Con from him. And uh, thanks, Kevin, for keeping us excuse me, up to date on that. But here is what Jay says. Hey guys, I just wanted to write in and give you a little review of Dragon Con. Of course, the parade is the big deal, but you don't need to attend the parade to see all the costumes or guests. In fact, many people just hang out in the hotel common area where you do not need a badge. Badges are required, though, if you want to attend panels, visit dealer rooms, or get an autograph. There are parties and concerts held in the hotel ballrooms that go well into the wee hours of the morning. In fact, I hear it's actually miles like a costume party there. Cool. Yeah. So I attended Saturday and Sunday, but the convention runs from Friday through Monday, Labor Day. There were guests from all over the sci-fi fantasy world. Several cast members from the next generation in DS9 attended. Uh, Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings. Several cast members from Warehouse 13. I wonder which ones. I would have loved to Me see too. that. Uh, Gil Garrett from Buck Rogers. Lou uh, Ferrigno. Is that the way it is? The, oh, Lou Ferrigno from The Incredible Hawk. Stan Lee and many, many more. See... I, I, now, now I'm wishing it would have gone. Yeah, we gotta go to one of these, one of these someday. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, there's a chance. I'm in discussion with the wife that next year, next year it'll be either San Diego Comic Con 
or or Star Trek Las Vegas. Ooh. Yeah, so thinking about it, thinking about it. Anyways, he goes on to say, I have a funny story to tell you about this year's convention. I was waiting in line to get an art book signed by the comic book artist Neil Adams. He's been drawing comics for several decades and is associated with bringing Batman back to his darker roots in the 70s. Just as I was about to get a signature, a security guard asked me to step out of line and to move out of the way. Just then, Stan Lee steps in front of me to talk to Neil Adams for a few minutes. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in the four years attending the convention. Two comic book legends chatting it up in front of me. Afterwards, I was able to get my book signed and joke to Neil Adams that I was cut in line by Stan Lee. I thought that Miles may find this next part interesting for a Star Trek segment. I attended a panel with Scott Bakula from Enterprise. It's Bakula, right? (laughs) Did I say Bakula? (laughs) I said Bakula. I can't speak. I can't speak in this episode. Um, and Garrett and Garrett Wang from Voyager was the moderator. Scott took questions from the audience for most of the panel. He mentioned how much he enjoyed working in the show and that he was disappointed that he did not go seven seasons as the other previous Trek shows did. He did say that he liked so many of the fans loved the fourth and final season and that the show ended on a high note, leaving the fans wanting more, but it was bittersweet. He thought that they were they were really hitting their stride when it was canceled. He made light of some of the things the fans were not pleased with, such as the captain having a dog on the ship and the opening song. He said that he liked the opening song and that he really liked the opening credit sequence. He said that some of his favorite episodes were the pilot, Broken Bo- I guess Broken Bow 1 and 2, a stratagem, and In the Mirror Darkly. He recently visited William Shatner at his horse ranch where Shatner interviewed him for a special he, Shatner, is producing about all the captains from Star Trek. Overall, Scott Bakula was a great guest and seemed to really enjoy spending time with the fans and answering questions. And he said, feel free to highlight parts of the email if you use it in the show. I know it's a little long, but Dragon Con is a big convention. Hope to see you guys down here in Atlanta one day. Love the show. Thanks, Jay. Go ahead. I think Richard Hatch might have been at Dragon Con this year also. I was seeing some pictures on Facebook uh, from Dragon Con. Man, I think anyone that is anybody was at Dragon Con. Yeah, I think they had a lot of people there. So what does it say about us? We aren't anyone. That's what it says. Because we were not Dragon Con. Well, it says that Dragon Con is far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and in today's economic, I guess in today's economics and economy, yes, you know, we, we, we go to the conventions we can, and we got to pick and right. choose. You know, talking about conventions, just a little side note from the news here. I was talking to Chris Wood last night in Skype after you ditched me. Um, because he's, he's, he's doing a podcast and this is actually a plug maybe for Chris Wood a little bit, but he's doing a podcast where they're interviewing Trek stars. And I think it's called, uh, uh, it's either Trek stars. Where are they now? Something to that effect where they're interviewing cast, where they're, where they're at now and what they're doing. And oh, I forget you're going to kill me miles. He did tell me who they interviewed last, uh, like a few days ago. Uh, and I forget, and I know they got Chase Masterson lined up for it, and two or three other guests that they, Larry Nimchek, they had lined up for it, and some, uh, some others, but I told it, let us know when it comes out, we will pimp it on our show, because Chris Wood has just given us so much stuff from Subspace Comms, which is his blog, and, uh, so I don't know, it sounds like a cool premise for a show. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool. I, did, I knew he was thinking about doing a podcast, I guess now he's finally, He's able to get it off the ground. Yeah, well, we were just talking about equipment and so on. He uses he uses something like the snowball, and you know, I you know, I, you know, he's just starting out. And I said, hey, when it goes up, you let me know. You let me know, and I will let you well, know, don't... Miles. Well, yeah, I definitely going to subscribe to it. He's awesome. That's all. He's awesome. 
He rocks. We love you, Chris Wood, um, in that manly sort of way. Okay, uh, why don't you take us into the next piece of news before I get myself in okay. trouble? This is from our friend uh, Rado. Uh, he's been uh, uh, interacting with us on our Facebook fan page. Yeah, you'll hear from him uh, a little bit more after this too. So go ahead. Okay, good. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys picked this picked up on this, but it sure looks like uh, David uh, Hewlett. Uh, he was from uh, Stargate Atlantis. Uh, he played uh, Doctor McKay is one, is one of the uh, SGU SGA crossover characters, and uh, let us know from uh, David Hewlett's Twitter feed. Stargate Universe wardrobe fitting today. Holy mother of nerd, what a beautiful set. Parked in a spot marked at David Blue. What, that a problem? <laughs> it's a little smiley on there. Also from Joe Flanagan's Twitter, SGA um, um, Major Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Shepard. Yeah. Uh, question, are you jealous uh, at D. Hewitt uh, gets to go to Stargate Universe and you don't? Answer, a better question may be, do you feel sorry for the cast of SGU having to work with, with Hewitt? <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be the latter. Okay. <laughs> because quite, quite frankly, you know, all the cast of Stargate Atlantis made that show. You couldn't have any, but, but Dr. McKay was a pain, was a, was a whiny, was a whiny, was a whiny bee. All right. Uh-huh. That's all I'm going to say. You know, he, he was, he's constantly complaining. It was all about him. And even now him parking in a David Blue's spot. I mean, come on, McKay, give it up. That's David Blue's yeah. spot. You don't park in David Eli's spot. Uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. So, but it's kind of cool. It's cool. I mean, we we talked. Remember when we interviewed Tori Higginson? We asked her the same question: Are you going to be in? Well, we didn't know. We heard there were rumors that there was going to uh, who the cast was going to. There, there was going to be a crossover, and now we have confirmation. Cool. So yeah, I like that. In this next piece of news, I found your podcast around episode seventy. Okay, this is from. Let me back up. This is from Colin, who is in Ireland. So talk about international listeners. Here we are, international. So he said, guys, I found your podcast around episode seventy, and have to say, although it's very American aimed, I am across the pond in Ireland. I still enjoy it. And heads up, gives and heads up, it gives me and heads up, it gives me on the full world of sci-fi. I wanted to write in and tell you about an iTunes I, about iTunes reviews due to the comment in this episode seventy-three. I guess it's iTunes US. Re- I think it's supposed to be iTunes is region specific, so a rating or review will only appear in the region and country it's posted in. To this end, if I post a review here, it will not show up in the U.S. Uh, Apple, however, don't do, do doesn't do a two-way street as they constantly send me emails about what is available in the U.S. store at X price. When in reality, I cannot buy it for my price is three times higher. Gotta love the corporate mind. Anyways, yeah. keep up the informative cast. So thanks, Colin, for writing in. And you know, Miles, he specifically mentions episode seventy-three. Do you remember what episode seventy-three was about? Try. Let's see. We did. We did seventy. We're up to. We're seventy-six. This is well, seventy-six yeah. show we just recorded. It's not out in the feed yet, but will be. Um, mm-hmm. But seventy-three was a review of all the shows that are premiering in the U.S. All the TV okay. shows. So I mean, yes, very American-centric show. And so I'm sorry about that, uh, for you know, Colin. You know, because obviously, I think. I think here's the deal. Most of our show is probably available across the board, except for our TV segment. Wouldn't you say? Well, like movies, movies get released pretty well simultaneously true. around the world. DVD news is pretty well simultaneous around the world. I mean, different regions, maybe not released on the same date, but they, they get it. I guess some of our cons are kind of region specific, obviously. But uh, and our other news, I think, would be applicable. And you know, this week in Trek, I think, obviously, is you know, who doesn't like Trek, yeah. right? 
Well, right. And well, I'm just thinking, I mean, a lot of our shows do go overseas. I mean, Battlestar Galactica was, I remember in the interview with, uh, Mr. Alamos, he was saying, you know, they, they got it in England before we did. Yeah, no, the um, bastards. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we love you. We love the English, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and I'm pretty sure Star Trek, you know, went overseas, no problem. So I'm, I'm, that's a good question. How, how, what percentage of our shows makes it overseas and, I know that we don't get so many shows from across the pond over here. Uh, we'll get a, ha- a handful of sci-fi shows here from them. Yeah, and you know, and I guess the other, I guess it's probably works vice versa. They don't get all the shows that we get, so you know, uh, you'll ex- you have to excuse the episodes, I guess, that we focus just on American shows, and hopefully they're few and far between. You know, we do appreciate your listeners, and we, uh, and you know, talk about shows that are released. And, you know, maybe a half year, two years later, we get, get to the other country. I mean, the UK does that all the time. You know, Doctor Who, we get a good, you know, a good few months, if not, you know, a year or so after sometimes. Right. So I guess it works both ways as far as that goes, but we're Mm -hmm. glad you appreciate the podcast. I did write him back and I said, I said, I said, Colin, what shows are airing over there that you're watching? Because obviously we don't know that. And he did write back, Miles, do you want to read this? This is what, this is his response to that. Yeah, this is what Colin responded to. Uh, our, our sci-fi TV consists of Star Trek reruns, Doctor Who, Warehouse 13, and Chuck. If you want the big shows like Stargate Atlantis, Fringe, and so on, you can only get them on, uh, uh, m- Mr. Mr. Murdoch's uh, satellite TV service, which sadly I cannot afford. Basically anything Fox affiliated is on, uh, on Sky, kind of limits what we can got, get to watch. However, if we if something really grabs me, I wait for the box uh, sets and rent them. Off the list to this week's cast. Uh, thanks again, Colin. So, uh, uh, Colin, thank you for those uh, uh, words. Hey, and you know what? And we're we're just glad to get Warehouse Thirteen, right? We're gonna be right. talking. We're gonna be talking about Warehouse Thirteen in a little bit here. But wow, in Doctor Who, of course, they better get. And Star Trek reruns, uh, you know, I think they're pretty well international, but. Yeah, I think that's that goes all over the place. But it's unfortunate that you don't get Fringe. Fringe, come oh, on. Oh, Fringe is an awesome show. I know. They can only get on satellite TV, and, uh, man, it sounds pricey. I guess there are sites you can kind of cobble and hack it. But, hey, if you're willing to wait for the DVDs a half year after the show, and let me tell you, you have a lot to look forward to. Fringe is good. Fringe is good. Let me ask Colin this. I mean, Colin, can you – I mean, I wonder if he – I assume he can get Hulu um, – on, on, you know, he can well, watch online. Yeah, well, I think though that, wow, I think there are country restrictions for that, and I don't know. Like, there has to be if there if if Fox is going to show a, a, an episode, you know, months after they aren't they aren't going to allow Hulu to be available in England so they can get it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you think? Uh, that, that, that's a question I would have. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, if you know, if you guys listening know, let us know because we want to know. We want to know. Uh, Bionic, Bionic Cast uh, tweeted this, Star Trek podcast roll call, and it's actually a retweet from something that uh, Chris Wood uh, tweeted. I guess uh, Sci-Fi Diner podcast, Trek Fleece, and Trek Cast all had good interviews. And Chris Wood said this about us. Lastly, we have a triple threat. He said we have a triple threat, Miles, uh, from the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Scott and Miles have been releasing a set of world interviews with some pretty amazing famous stars, including Dominic Keating, Katie Sackhoff, and the amazing Edward James Almost. Check out the details below. Well, the details you can find in our show notes at Sci-FiDinerPodcast.com. But thanks again for uh, sharing that, Chris, and... Hey, we know you have an excuse. You were at Star Trek Las Vegas, and you're still recuperating. <laughs> uh, what, what's it called? Some, 
some kind of uh, post what post convention depression syndrome. Yeah, or something. yeah, and and he has it. He has it. Of course, right yeah. now he's blaming it on Dragon Con, and he wasn't even there. No. <laughs> okay, this is from um, Kevin. He says, uh, "Pretty sure." Got your answer already, uh, and he answers a trivia question, which we're not going to give here. But uh, I just discovered your podcast tonight, and so I thought I would answer. I'm definitely hooked. Uh, Kevin, we're delighted to have you uh, uh, with us on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Hey, welcome aboard, and if we can serve up anything that you want, just let us know what you would like to see in the menu, and we will be happy to share it. You know, I'm serious about that. Any guys listening, anything you would like to talk about regarding Sci-Fi, let us know. INS said... Uh, and he responded, he answered the trivia, but then he said this. He said, it's fitting that Edward James almost should be episode 75. Remember the Galactica shoulder patch? The ship belonged to BSG 75. That's uh, very serendipitous. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what. Let me tell you how much I planned that. Uh, it, it, it just, you know, just lucky. <laughs> yeah, it was all luck. Let me tell you, I didn't even know that. Let me tell you, I'm giving prop, mad props to ENS for knowing that. You know? Yeah, that's that that that. Yeah, I seem to recall that now that he says so. Um, but uh, yeah, that, we 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 didn't plan that at all. No, absolutely not. So episode seventy five. So that that really should have been a trivia question. Darn you, Ian! For, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, uh, I didn't even know that. I will have to go back and rewatch and check it out. Well, this is uh, we, we spoke to this gentleman uh, at uh, Farpoint uh, this past year, and uh, he and actually is, uh, at, short, at Shore Leave too. Yes, we saw him at Shore Leave as well. Uh, um, thanks so much for the mention, the review, uh, Mike Daughtry, writer director of Broncos Redemption. Yes. So, um, yes, he is the he is the writer producer of. Uh, the Browncoats Redemption uh, independent fan uh, effort uh, movie. Did you get that film yet? No, I haven't. I haven't got it yet. No, I'm telling you what. I'm just dying to spoil it for you. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to do it. But, okay. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, I just wrote him back and said, hey, thanks. You know, we, I, I, you know, we, I really like the, like the movie. And, uh, you know, it was, what a, again, a noble effort. Noble effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Christoph, our good friend Christoph from the Leviathan right. Chronicles. I had emailed him about the... Uh, the, pro- the promo for the Haitian Connection Network, again, if you haven't checked it out, HaitianConnectionNetwork.org is a nonprofit that is working in Haiti. And I kind of contacted him about maybe playing the promo on his show. He said, it's great to hear from you, man. Thank you so much for the promo for your wife's group. Because I don't know if you remember, when we interviewed him, he said he wanted me to send something to him. I do remember that, actually. Yeah, and he said, if it's okay, I'd like to put it out in the next soapbox that Nobi and I do, which should drop in the next two weeks. It is my pleasure to play it. And he goes, on the Leviathan front, we should have, the, and this is kind of news, I guess, we should have our first two special edition chapters done in the next few weeks. I'll be sure to get you a promo. I think these episodes will be exceptionally strong, and the promos will sound very kick-ass. I'm heading to London, trying desperately to meet up with someone from the BBC. Uh, I have a name, but the person hasn't yet responded to my emails. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Thank you so much for reaching out, Christoph from the Leviathan Chronicles. So, Christoph, thank you. And, man, we are looking forward to those special edition, edition episodes, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, look, folks, if you haven't listened to Leviathan Chronicles yet, you need to. Uh, this is uh, probably the best uh, audio drama 
uh, free audio drive you're going to find on iTunes. Uh, it's absolutely, it's, it is, it's absolutely classic stuff. And well, I just, I'm just so glad that he continues to put it out and that we have a season two to look forward to. And mm-hmm. I think that I'm, I'm going to support him. I'm, you know, a dollar ninety nine is not that bad for a single episode. That's for sure. No, it's, it's not. I mean, it is as high, this is high quality professionally produced stuff. Right. Yep. So leviathanchronicles.com, check it out. Look for it in iTunes. Well worth, well, Oh, excuse me. Well worth it. I'm drinking soda while I'm doing the podcast and I keep belching into my mic. Sorry guys. You don't want to hear that. That's just gross. That's gross. That is absolutely disgusting. That's for sure. Uh, why don't you take the, uh, first, uh, bit of news? We're, t- we're going to pull some of our news from, uh, some of our listener feedback from fa- Facebook. Since some of you aren't a part of the Facebook group and you just want to share what's going on there a little bit. So Miles, why don't you take the first one? You asked this question. What was the question you asked? This morning, I, I, I asked on our fan page, uh, uh, so in Warehouse 13, have we seen the last of Mark Shepard's character? He plays the uh, regent that accompanied Pete, Mike, and H.G. And uh, Duncan says, let's hope not. It would be good to have him as a uh, reoccurring character. I think the chemistry with with Pete is fun. No shock from H.G. turning, though. And that's that. That's something I agree. I, that was, that's H.G. Wells, of course, right? Yeah. You knew, you knew that was coming. Uh, and... Uh, well, this is from Mike. There has to be a reason why one had to die apart from a plot points, surely. But Duncan responds back, yeah, it did seem a little weak, though. So I have a feeling that uh, we haven't seen the last of uh, Mark Shepard's character, the regent. Um, maybe H.G. Wells, maybe that's how they're going to resolve her uh, her situation um, for next week. Is maybe, maybe she gets killed off. We'll see. Yeah, now is it the finale next week? Yeah, next week is the season finale. Can you believe it? I really, you know, we're going to have to talk about it in the following episodes, and I haven't watched anything since I last talked to you about it. I'm like three okay. episodes back. Totally, I know. Not you're losing cool. some major. You're losing some major geek. Credits. I am absolutely major geek creds. I am keeping up with Lost. I just finished season four of Next Gen onto season five, but I'm losing geek cred on the on the, on the new stuff. So we'll see. I don't know what I'm going to do when Fringe comes out. I'm going to need to keep up with at least Fringe. And this came out, um, of course, Clone Wars premieres, and we the Warehouse 2 was found in, what, this past week's episode? Our last week's episode? And mm-hmm. right, Reduce said, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, is awesome. Me and the kid watch it together religiously. Warehouse 13 is awesome. Me and my wife watch it together. And then Jen said, yeah, love, 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 love Warehouse 13. It's been kind of on and off with the Clone Wars for her. And, and I just said, you know, and Miles, we had talked about this in this show before, but I only ever watched Clone Wars season one, never watched season two. And um, and then 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 you had responded that that you were considering giving Clone Wars a chance this season. Is that still your sentiment? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure it's it's on the DVR to uh, record. Uh, so so you missed last week's episode then? I'm afraid so. Well, there's always Hulu if it's there. Yeah, and I, they they sometimes air it again. So yeah, sometimes before the air. So I, I I did not set up my DVR. I, I I'm I'm shamed. But and uh, and then Jen responded. There's so many shows I want to catch up on. We'll see about Clone Wars. Maybe mm-hmm. said non-committal. Uh, Jen, understand? I'm kind of non-committal. I don't know if I'll watch it or not. We'll see. We'll see. So much good sci-fi. But this was interesting, and this is actually a piece of news we didn't talk about in the show. But Caprica. Has been moved. The, pre- the premiere has been moved up to October. Supposed to premiere in January, then bumped it up to October. Yeah, that's that. That's huge news. I mean, um, 
And I, I saw the uh, trailer for that the, the other day when I was watching Warehouse 13, and uh, I was like, this is really cool. We're getting our show back uh, a little sooner. Yeah, and uh, it's about time. And maybe that says something. It says two things to me, Miles. That says, <laughs> whoa. It, do, it, it doesn't say that. No. Um, it says two things to me, Miles. One, one that, A, either sci-fi wants to give fans a show, and, you know, they realize – it's that popular, they aren't going to make fans wait for it. Or B, they're worried about the show being forgotten. Which they should be. These long hiatuses, I don't think, serve them well. I mean, people go back and, okay, sure, they replay the show like the month or two coming up to the show. They replay all the episodes. But it's still a long wait because most people don't go back and rewatch an episode once it's aired. Right. Yeah. Uh, Radu, uh, Radu said, I like this move. They better start getting new viewers or the show is done. I quite enjoyed the first season myself. And then Mike said, it's a good decision, but I dropped the show partway through the third episode. I was only push, punishing myself continuing to watch it. So he didn't end up being such a fan, but hmm. you know, it was slow and we kind of said that it was a slow season. Right. But from the trailer, it looks like it's going to pick up. I mean, uh, a lot of action in this last trailer. We want more action. Then again, we are geek guys. I'm just kidding. That's a terrible joke. (laughs) (laughs) This is a family-friendly show. Let's keep it that way. Um, You meant you want to see more more things shot up and blown up. Oh, that's of course. That's exactly what I meant. I mean, after all, (laughs) after all, Zoe's in the show. Scott. (laughs) Oh, Zoe. I'm following her on Twitter now. Oh, really? Does she have anything interesting to say? Sometimes. Oh gosh. <laughs> You're worried. Just, just, just seeing her tweets is enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's really cool, Miles? What's that? What's really cool is that, like, when something, when something, like, someone drops something at her house or something, I'll look at, I look at my daughter and I'll go, I'll start going dun 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 dun, dun and she'll and she'll sing it with me. <laughs> that is cool. Dun, 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 dun. Did you find that? Did you find that post yet? No, I'm scrolling. All down. right, right, right. Fine, I got it. So this is what Radu said. He said last night I watched one of my favorite crazy sci-fi movies, Mars Attacks. I could not believe how many now well-known actors and celebrities were in it. Now I've never seen this movie, but Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Natalie Portman, Michael J. Fox, Sarah Jessica Parker, Pierce Brosnan, Jack Black, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Rod Stigler, Tom Jones. <gasps> Unbelievable. And you said you watched part of this, Miles, right? I did see some of it, yeah. I've never seen uh, anything of this. What's this movie about, even, like, besides Mars attacking? That's, I mean, uh, I, I haven't seen that much to really comment to give what, what the whole plot is, but obviously this is kind of a, a spoof. I mean, um, it's very, it, it, I mean, Jack Nicholson playing the president, I mean, that's that speaks of spoof right there, I think. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And uh, one other comment, I guess, and then we'll kind of uh, wrap up the segment. We're heading to a half an hour here if we're not there already. We had tweeted it. We, of course, tweet out when uh, we release the show. And and B. Harden said he loved the episode. He felt so honored that his Sci-Fi 5 and 5 was at the same episode as The Admiral. Anytime he says, so see, we all get a little excited, as we all do, as we all <sighs> But um, and he also said he also watched Blade Runner for the first time. He enjoyed it. Didn't realize that's where the saying "the skin job" came from. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Now, 
Uh, later on, Radu watched it. He said he tried washing it seven times and can't get through it. And he said he's going to wait another 20 years and try it again. You know, here's the reality. Uh, have you watched Blade Runner recently? Not recently, no. It is, it's a pretty slow-moving film by today's this standards. Is, yeah. I agree, yeah. Yeah, so, man, it's, it is hard to get into. I made myself watch it because I said this is a classic. But it's not one that I'm gravitating to. I mean, I understand it was a classic in its heyday and it was revolutionary, but... Uh, and so I'm not dissing it, and I certainly give it the props it's due, but not not a movie that I'm going to probably own or, you know, run back to. Right. Well, that's it for the listener show, unless you have anything else. Anything else I missed, Miles? No, we, we covered it all. Yeah, we covered everything. Thank you for tuning in, if you're still with us here, uh, in the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, in our special episode, the listener show, where we give show news and, uh, I guess some new news and, but mostly listener feedback all about you guys. If you guys want to leave your feedback about things that we're tweeting about, things that we're talking about in the show, you can always do that at our Facebook fan page. That's facebook.com backslash Sci-Fi Diner. Find us, of course, at the Sci-Fi Diner podcast.com. You can email us at sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can tweet us if you want to tweet. Tweet away. And uh, Miles, they, of course, can find you on Twitter where? Uh, I am Son of Worf at Twitter. Yep. And I'm the Sci-Fi Diner and Herzog at Twitter. And uh, you can find Miles on Trek Space as well. And I guess it's about it, Miles. Do we have anything else? That sounds weird. That's pretty good. That's good. That's phenomenal. You can call in at one eight 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 five zero eight four three four three. But thank you so much for joining us in this special. That's our first listener-oriented episode. Well, folks, until then, good night and good luck. We'll see ya.